The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. are listening to a bonus edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine, and on this special edition, I'm joined by Big Blue View contributors Dan Pizzuta and Chris Flum, who also do their own show here on, on Big Blue View Radio. And and we're here today to uh, to debate the uh, Olivier Vernon for Kevin Zeitler trade. Big news of of the Friday afternoon for the New York Giants. How are you guys doing today? Well, it was doing pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, couldn't couldn't be a nice easy Friday as we just ease into no. the weekend, could it, guys? No, I I had tape ball lined up to watch, and that got shot to hell. <laughs> On the plus side, at least this trade didn't happen at three thirty in the morning, like one of the other possible trades. <laughs> oh, that that the the Antonio Brown trade. The Antonio Brown trade that wasn't. That wasn't. There you go. Yeah, I, I woke up to that news this morning. To a whole bunch of Antonio Brown has been traded. Whoops! No, he hasn't been traded. <laughs> posts. Have you seen the Always Remember shirts with the uh, the Buffalo with? AB's hairstyle and blonde mustache on it. No, those I haven't seen, but oh, uh, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not surprised somebody's trying to capitalize on that already. So, so let's talk about this, guys. I mean, yesterday we heard that you know that it looked like the Giants were you know moving toward the idea of keeping Vernon in New York, and then today we turn around and all of a sudden we have this trade for for Kevin Zeitler and. And, you know, my first reaction to this trade is I really like this move. I know it leaves the Giants with some deep, with another defensive hole, but I really like this move because it upgrades the offensive line. And you look at both free agency and the draft, and they're both flush with pass rushers the Giants could go out and get to to fill Vernon's spot. I am of two minds. I like that they're upgrading 
the offensive line because yeah, basically anyone with eyes knows they need to. But I'm not sure if the impact will basically match losing their only dependable pass rusher. Yeah, before Olivier Vernon came back from his injury, they were, if we discount their game against the Houston Texans because they were just atrocious in pass protection, just by far the worst in the league. The Giants were averaging three quarters of a sack a game. And now they're back to that same personnel, except also minus Landon Collins. Yeah, Dan, I know that you've been big on the fact that the Giants pass rush is better when you look at the advanced stats you know, then it might appear with just the 30 sacks, which is, I think, 30th in the league. You know, but, uh, you know, this this does leave a hole on the defensive side. But but in some, for me, I'm still, I'm still, you know, of the mind that I feel good about this. You? Yeah, I'm about there. So I, I've been big on both the podcast and writing on the site that the Giants won. The, yeah, the pass rush was not as bad as the sack numbers look. They around week average or a little better than week average in pressure rate, which is just more predictive from year to year than just sack rate. So I would have expected their sacks to improve next year. Um, but also at the same time, you realize Olivia Vernon carried a $19.5 million cap hit for this year uh, with the Giants going over whatever cap constraints they believe they had with Gettleman wanting $10 million to save for the regular season, which we can... That's a whole nother topic. Uh, but it was clear they need to you know, shed something off the top. So if Vernon was going to be the move and getting rid of them, getting Kevin Zeitler is pretty much the best case scenario you could think of. Um, I just put out the the top uh, free agents by position, and I at included Zeitler in the interior offensive line just because he was rumored to be moved, and I had him as the second best in interior offensive lineman there uh so uh, getting him and getting him at just 10 million a year that's a really good deal it's definitely better than what they would have done if they had gone out and tried to get one of the top guards on the market say like a roger saffold uh and zeitler is going to be a couple years younger so i i like that there i like getting a player of that caliber other than the rumor before was a third round draft pick and, and that just doesn't do much for you so i do like that but of course it does leave that hole on the defense so right now the giants need two safeties uh they need probably two edge rushers and so right now that edge rush is as bad as those sack numbers look you know one of the ways that that i have to look at that and and i keep trying to caution you know fans i was in indy the other day for the combine and and gettleman was saying at the time he said you know guys it's february 27th we don't play a game until September. And it's kind of, for me, it's a little bit the same feeling that I had the other day when we found out that the Giants weren't going to put a tag on Landon Collins. Okay, in a vacuum, all by itself, that creates another hole. And while this trade plugs a hole on the offensive line for the Giants. It does, you know, create a need on the defensive side, you know, for another edge player, you know, for a significant edge piece. 
But for me, what it really is, is it's about what Dave Gettleman and the Giants do now to plug those holes. And I guess one of the, you know, one of the things for me is it's going to be a heck of a lot easier, I think, in this market. And Dan, I had you look at some of the edge rushers that were available. You know, we, we put that post up this afternoon. I think it's going to be a lot easier for the Giants to find a plug and play edge guy than it would be to find a guard, a plug and play guard of Zeitler's caliber. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think it might be maybe about the same. I think the the classes are a little deeper uh, in edge, so I think there's more they can go to. But if they're going for the top of the market and they need just an instant impact edge rusher, if you're looking at maybe like a Zadarius Smith or something, uh, that's probably going to cost about the same. Um, I think maybe they could have gone a little cheaper and still gotten – uh, an upgrade at guard from what they had last year. So I think when you put it in just as the whole, I think they could have gone cheaper and gotten an upgrade from pretty bad to even if they just went to average at guard, that might have been a bigger upgrade than what they went from Vernon, who again was a really good pass rusher. He was one of the best at creating pressure when he was on the field, and that does matter. So to get what they're losing in Vernon, I think they still have to get to the top of the market. But I mean, Zeitler definitely helps. That's a huge upgrade from what they had. Uh, and I think getting that on offense probably matters a little more on defense, but they have a lot of work to do, I think, to to match what they lost on the edge. Yeah, and that's pretty much my hang-up with the whole trade. I've got no complaints about Zeitler as a player, at least as long as he's the same player he was in Cleveland. It's not like the Jaguars getting Andrew Norwell and then him just not being the same player they expected. But Edge is just so valuable, both in terms of money and in terms of their impact on the field. It's arguably the second most important position on the field behind quarterback, just because they're the guys who can directly affect the quarterback. So it they're going to have to invest some premium resources to replace Vernon, let alone actually build the defense to where they can get off the field when they need to. Right. And then when you look at it, it, you can see if they go at the top of the market, there's, you know, the Darius Smiths and the Preston Smith. Uh, and then you look at what the draft is. I think right now it probably looks like they're going to, go edge at six overall and that's you know passing on a quarterback that's a whole different story but that kind of <laughs> looks like what they're doing now uh but you you know you can grab a montez sweat or a brian burns and, and those are two you know decent guys that are going to be very athletic they were both pretty productive in college they fit what james betcher would want to do um but again that's the opportunity cost of now almost having to get that edge at six that doesn't even really give you the choice for a quarterback whether they would have given that an opportunity or not uh, and then i think you still have to get at least one um the free agent not to mention the amount of resources you probably still have to do at safety and with the rest of the defense. So I think there's just a lot of holes here that 
it it filled one, uh, but it it just creates so many others, which is just it's something the Giants will have to continue to figure out. And there is time for them to figure it out. We just there's just a significant amount of holes they have to look at. No, I think you're right. You know, but again, as you said, I think it's the the two keys for me is there's a lot of time to figure it out. There's a lot of edge rushers on the market. There are a significant number of quality safeties. You know, if you want to talk about the Landon Collins situation, a significant number of quality safeties on the market. And Chris, I think it was you that mentioned, you know, if you're going to move on from Olivier Vernon, there were talks about cutting Vernon. You know, there were all those kinds of talks to get a premium player in return is is about as well as you're going to be able to do. I think back to when the Giants traded Jason Pierre-Paul a year ago. You know, people kind of wondered why they did that, and, and you can still argue about that. But even then, to get a third-round pick for Pierre-Paul, you know, I thought was good value. So I think the Giants, if they were going to move on from, from OV, they did about as well here as they possibly could have. Yeah, I'll agree with that. That's that would be my point of it. If they were going to move on from Vernon, this is as good of a return as you could hope. Uh, I, you could look at it and wonder if they really had to get rid of Vernon or what led up to them having to get rid of Vernon. Uh, you can question maybe some of those moves, but if this was a move they really thought they had to make yeah getting someone the quality of Zeitler especially for his cap number and with the need they have on the offensive line I think if the move had to be made this is as good as you could hope it would turn out yeah that's pretty much where I am uh I'm not sure it was a move that had to be made but they did get a good return for it um just on a somewhat personal note for Dan and I, the uh, draft pick aspect of the trade, losing pick 132, that was that's a pretty big blow to uh, a mock draft we did that will be going up live on our own podcast, which um, the Vernon trade preempted. So um, sorry, Dan, you lost your guy. Oh, you know, cry me, cry me a river, guys. Cry me a river. What can I tell you? You know, I mean, I, I, it was interesting that the Giants did have to give up that pick, but I understood it because they were gaining, you know, they were gaining some uh, some cap relief there, so that perhaps sort of, you know, mitigates that a little bit, at least from the Browns' perspective. I don't know about you guys, but. You look at the Giants draft board right now, and, and today's move gives them five, four picks in the fourth round. To me, there's no way they make four picks in the fifth round. Uh, Gettleman, with his history, I'm, I'm almost certain he's going to maneuver with some of those picks and try to at least get into the third round where the Giants don't have a pick. I yeah, think you would I'm hope so. Yeah, I'm sure he'll try. I think one underrated thing we could possibly look at, and I'm not sure if this is something Gettleman would do, but one of the biggest market inefficiencies in the NFL right now is trading those 
you know, fifth round draft picks for proven veteran players that teams are trying to get rid of. I think while we're recording, Michael Bennett just got traded from the Eagles to the Patriots. I'm sure they're probably giving up like a fifth for Michael Bennett, who's still a very good edge rusher. Um, So if you could maybe find that surplus of fifth rounders and get someone who maybe a team just doesn't either have the cap space or probably won't resign in a year, that's absolutely an option to try to uh, invest in in proven players uh, and not have to just take a, a swing at a lottery pick in the draft. So I think that could be a place where they use that surplus of fifth round picks. But yeah, I could definitely see them trying to to maneuver up into the third round, although I would caution that because when you're getting aggressive to move up like that, especially in the mid rounds, when the odds of those picks hitting uh, are just not as good as they are even early in the draft. Um, so we'll, we'll see how how that goes there. Yeah, that that would actually be my preferred, and we're getting off topic, but that would be my preferred strategy for all those extra day three picks is just try to use them to pick up guys we have seen be able to play in the NFL because day three draft picks are, like Dan said, just lottery tickets. The best number I saw was that a fourth rounder has about a 9% chance of panning out as being a, an actual contributing player for the life of his rookie contract. And it goes down from there. So if you could take a lottery ticket and turn it in, for, turn it in on a player who has contributed, but just doesn't fit their team, then that's something I think you definitely have to look at. So let me do this, guys. Let's let me wrap up, you know, a, a quick uh, our quick show on on this note. Obviously, Dan, you did the uh, the post today, you know, looking at free agents and you know potential draft picks the Giants could go after on the edge. Let me ask each of you for your favorite draft prospect and perhaps favorite free agent slash trade target to fill the Giants' need on the edge? I guess I'll go first. Uh, draft target would be Montez Sweat at six overall. I'm. It could happen, especially if both quarterbacks go in the top five. It could happen that Josh Allen happens to fall, but I'm going to stick to the rule that Dan and I had for our mock draft a few weeks ago and say that he's a top five prospect. He's not going to fall to six. So I'll say... Montez Sweat, and then I would take one of those day three picks, maybe the remaining fourth rounder, and see if I can't get Hassan Reddick from the Cardinals because he already knows James Betcher's defense. He was drafted in the first round. He has the speed and athleticism that the Giants desperately need on defense. He's a good pass. Well, he wasn't a productive pass rusher, but he at least has pass pass rushing upside and traits and he wouldn't have the same kind of learning curve that a rookie would have and at least this way the giants are up to pass rushers dan you (laughs) Um, so if i'm going early in the draft i i like brian burns a lot out of florida state uh really good athleticism uh he's one of the best in the class uh per spark which is uh, for your listeners who might not know just a composite score of 
pretty much just combining all of the combine events. He was in the 94th percentile among edge rushers. Uh, he was one of the best in uh, pressures uh, in this class for Sports Info Solutions. He was tied uh, for third in quarterback hits for this edge class. So I like Brian Burns a lot. If you want a mid-round guy, uh, if you listen to me and Chris, you know I'm a very big fan of uh, Ben Banigou from TCU. Uh, he had crazy athleticism, really good production with hits and pressures. Uh, and then if we're looking at free agency, I do like Zadarius Smith from Baltimore. Uh, he's a bigger guy, about 270. He's played pretty much everywhere on the defensive line for Baltimore where he lined up just defensive end. He played some defensive tackle. He's been in, you know, an outside linebacker who rushes off the edge. Um, he was really good, tied for 10th in quarterback hits uh, this year. Um, he's another guy who you would expect to have some more sacks next year uh, based on how many quarterback hits he had. He only had eight and a half sacks, but he was able to get pressure and get to the quarterback. So I like Sedarius Smith a lot. Uh, he's probably going to be, you know, one of the pricier free agent edge rushers, especially when all of the big guys got franchise tagged. So he might be a little more expensive than he would have been maybe a week ago when you were looking at the market. Uh, but I think he would be he nice fit and, and versatile in James Betcher's scheme. All right, guys. Hey, this was fun. A little uh, a little news to talk about on a Friday. Giants fans, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we encourage you as always to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. And uh, guys, maybe we'll do this again. We'll do this once in a while, you know, as we get through free agency and get some of the bigger news events. Yeah, might as well cross-pollinate. <laughs> we, talk hey. off, we talk behind the scenes all the time. Sure. Might, might, as well, might as well share some of that. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much, and, uh, and we'll do this again. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye.